Welcome to the Chompin' After Hours podcast, where you can chomp off more than you can chew. This is going to be our first Patreon-exclusive podcast, where we deep dive and delve into a video game that we choose for that week. I am joined by the fellow co-hosts of the Chompcast, which you should know at this point, but just in case you don't, we've got the verifiable Morgan Barnes. Verified. How's it going? We've got the illustrious Anthony Fisher. The most illustrious. Unverified. It's a fake account. Don't believe it. (laughs) Don't believe anything. (laughs) And we've got the sexy squire, Joshua Fowler. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Sexy squire. Sexy squire. Sam, right. may hold your sword for you? That's right. He holds my loom. micro sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's right. Don't and I'm Shaylee. for that. And we're going to jump right into it because this is going to be a shorter podcast. We have no time for banter, a little bit of time for banter, but we oh, almost have on. no time for banter. We got to get straight into the heart of the episode. So this week. That was good our, banter. You know, Thank you. Thank you. Shay, I got some banter for you. Uh, (laughs) I I got some at the banter store. So this week we're going to be talking about Death Stranding. Now, it's uh, one of the most anticipated games of 2019. There have been awesome trailers. There have been deep dives on YouTube. There have been a lot of content. So we would be remiss if we ourselves didn't talk about Death Stranding. Now, For those of you that don't know, it is Kojima's newest project. It stars Norman Reedus. And, of course, in Kojima fashion, it is a very peculiar game. If you have watched the trailer, you know that for a fact. So let's get into some, like, opening impressions of what you guys thought about not necessarily the reveal trailer, but the gameplay trailer. Because I think that's going to be the big talking point here, is earlier this year, a few months ago, the big gameplay trailer dropped. So I guess I'll throw it to you first, Fish. What was your thoughts about the gameplay trailer on Death Stranding? Um, so my first thoughts on there was, I can see why Kojima went with uh, Guerrilla Games, um, uh, their... Uh, their engine for the game uh for horizon zero dawn um and at first i was like well it is a pretty game like i I know kojima really loves to go into detail and like he he goes into you know um a lot of detail with uh, facial animations and his characters and whatnot but um i never thought to put together you know one and one where horizon zero dawn was an open world uh game and seeing that this game was open world was um a little a little shocking to me um but it all kind of made sense to me whereas you know his last game that he worked on metal gear solid 5 phantom pain was um Crap. indeed a open world type game so what was yeah. that morgan nothing i didn't say nothing at all i oh, definitely okay. did not say crap okay all right just making sure you're hearing things I do have a new mic, though, set up, so you're probably just picking some up. Uh, Fish, I'm pulling up a tweet to compliment what you're saying. Continue. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, that was the first thing that like struck me. I was like, okay, well, that, that that's surprising. It's an open world type of game. Um, the gameplay sounded very strange in the fact that you are just delivering. Um, I almost wonder if this is like Kojima just kind of playing with us at this point. But there, and that's I, what I, I thought too. Uh, really, yeah, like it, mm-hmm. it's almost like you know, two thousand and two with you know. Um, the kind of bait and switch with you know the tanker moment in um, Metal Gear Solid 2, seeing you know Snake is in the game and realizing that oh nope we're taking away your beloved character and I'm gonna do my own thing and you know give you a character that I want um, to show the world and tell a story and through him. Um, so I'm very curious yeah. if Kojima's like and Kojima is such a I'm sorry, I'm just all over the place here, but like, you know, th- th- that's just like how he is. Is like, fish. Con- I think you're really biting off more than you it's- can chew. Oh, oh. <laughs> I wait. That's I mean to kind of like, to kind of bring it in there. Like one thing that I, I agree with you on, fish, is I think it's probably a bait and switch. You think about like the initial reveal trailer of Death Stranding, like the initial one where Norman Reedus's character is walking with that that baby in the jar kind of thing and then he's trying to escape all those shadow creatures and i think that's something a lot of people have forgotten about is like that was the initial reveal of that and it was like what the fuck like what are the like what are those shadow demon creatures that we can't see these invisible creatures and then the next huge drop of information is delivering packages like just the things don't like those two things don't add up so it makes like I agree with you, and I was really like I went back and watched the trailers today, and I I really do think it's a bait and switch. I think I think that's part of it. I, I'm thinking that's probably like a few missions where you deliver packages, but there's no way, there's absolutely no way that's the the heart of the game. And even if it is, like there's got to be more to it than just that. Right? Yeah, I kind of I I well, kind of agree with you on that. Like like that that is probably a part of the game like i feel like that's an online type of a part of the game maybe um because you are like building bridges across you know chasms in the world in the open world that um kind of stay um connected and other people can actually come across them so like that that sounds like something that's more geared towards multiplayer um or right. some sort of like a uh, big server where everybody can jump in, you know, um, and you know start building together, almost kind of Minecraft esque, but um, yeah. in a more Kojima type of way, I guess. It almost kind of reminds me of like Red Dead Two in a way, like the online of Red Dead Two. Yeah, or in terms or of like the interactivity. Yeah. Seems like he was inspired by that because he's trying to do something that's really engaged in the simulation. Like I'm a little worried because people that thought Red Dead was slow, I'm worried that this game is going to drive them crazy because you're basically the whole game is tedium, right? Making sure your character has uh, not overburdened with weight, that his his feet get scarred, you have to stop by a fire or whatever and take care of yourself. Trudging through certain parts of the river that are not too fast so that you don't get swept away, like. Everything about this game seems incredibly tedious, and I'm a Red Dead fan, so I I'm a little worried for people like Josh out there because I feel like they're going to be in hell when they, when they play this game. Um, but I guess Josh could answer that for me. Well, it depends if there's a reason to engage with it because in Red Dead there is none. Like there's all these meters and shit, but they don't 
do anything. Like they literally don't do anything. Um, yeah, there's and just there's no reason. Feel like it's a troll. It's, but, but like that's that's like if if it's I'm I'm not sure exactly how the online stuff is. Like it seems like it's all you know. You'll just kind of come across other stuff people have left and whatnot. So it's not really. Uh, trying to think of a good other comparison. I mean, it's almost more. It's Wouldn't almost it be kind like, of like it's almost, almost like, like uh, No Man's Sky or Dark Souls. In a way? Yeah, kind of like Dark Souls, like where you come across messages, but instead of just oh, like yeah, yeah. warnings about something, that people can actually leave you help. Like here's this right, thing that right. I like. I left a bridge here, so it's easier for you yeah. to get through here. Um, instead of so you're like you're you're actively making like useful stuff for the other players around you which is an interesting concept we'll can, we'll see how it works because it may end up being i mean the risk there is that depending on how it's implemented the game could just get easier and easier the later you come to it if stuff just gets kind of left and is there permanently I, yeah I, like how do you balance that yeah how exactly fuck, like yeah. how how do you make the game work for the first people going through and you know the millionth person going through like it's that's i'm i don't know how they're gonna implement that in a way that makes sense but i mean like i'm I'm curious i'm definitely curious to see how it actually works whenever it right. releases so i think a lot of people are feeling that way too you know like uh one of our one of our patrons one of the patrons uh hipster staffen uh, he post he posted a uh, question to us that how does it look and play? Is it really in a genre of its own? And I think that's what we're call, all kind of wondering at this point after having watched that second more in-depth trailer where he's breaking it down and it's showing more gameplay. It's like, okay, well, what is this game? Like, what exactly is the point? And granted, he described it in some detail at E3, but it just, I don't know. It just, it felt like, like, I, I still go back to the original thing, and maybe I'm just being hopeful because I'm not super familiar with Kojima, but like what Fish said, I just think it's a bait and switch at the end of the day. I just, like, I don't see mm, I don't. how... I don't see how you playing a game where you deliver shit with a baby on you and having all those really weird, unique status, like, modifiers and... uh when all that stuff like i don't see how that all connects together but then again again i don't have that much experience with kojima so or his games so you know maybe it's something where it is going to be very weird eclectic experience it very well could be that i just i think a lot of us are wondering and as i'm sure you guys are and you guys can comment on it what is it going to be well, that's what's going to be funny about this is they're going to listen to this probably at the beginning of November, a few days before that game comes out, and they'll get to see how right or wrong we are, <laughs> because nobody really knows. But that that long, you watched the whole Tokyo Game Show thing, Josh? You said live? yeah, I watched. Uh, it was it was like the Sony stream or whatever when they were just going through all the all the gameplay there, um, and it looks it looks kind of uh, like it. My initial thoughts whenever we f- they first showed us any bit of gameplay is that it looks like it's a stealth game. Like, you're delivering stuff, and all enemies will kill you, is kind of what it looks like. It's not 
it doesn't look like it's combat focused unless they've just completely hidden all the weapons so far, which doesn't seem likely. Um, so you're keeping like why there's there's no reason that you'd try to worry about your health or the shape of your feet or whatever if you didn't have to run or hide or something like that as like a balancing mechanic there. Um, like it seems like that's kind of going to be the thing. I don't, I, we mentioned, I, I think it was fish mentioned Minecraft at some point. It seems like that may be an aspect of it. Cause when Minecraft first released, like it still, still now, but especially when it first released, enemies were so lethal that getting stuck out after dark was a big issue. And I kind of have suspicions that it's going to have a similar sort of loop to it where you don't really want to get stuck out after dark or um, like avoiding getting yourself in a bad spot is going to be fairly important. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like avoiding certain areas in the world like mm -hmm. when you're delivering whatever you're delivering if that is truly you know the gameplay loop there the mechanic of what you're supposed to be doing i remember the original trailer where he's kind of in this swampy area and he's running away from these giant invisible creatures maybe that's an yeah. area he should have avoided kind of thing but he ended up going in there and encountered those creatures yeah, yeah like Maybe it's based on something like that. They, it's tough because I feel like a lot of the stuff when they originally showed that trailer, I was on board just because I thought it looked really unique. But there was just so much stuff about the trailer that I felt overwhelmed this time. Maybe that's what he chose to show because it feels like all the weird little quirks of a game that you might see on the fringes have been sort of woven together to make the actual core fabric of this game. It's like all these weird little ideas you might see on the side of a normal game, he's composed an entire game about that, around that, uh, which could be cool, but yeah. I think that the... Well, I, yeah. I think that's more interesting, because, I mean, you look at MGS5, he had this huge open world, tons of interesting stuff going on, and you shot stuff. Like, you just shooting people. That's kind of, that's still yeah. your, your way of interacting with the whole world. Like, I'm there was a lot of interesting of stuff going on there, and <laughs> yeah. you shot it. Um... Or parachuted them away. Woo. Yeah. So, like, it, I'm, I'm actually really curious to see what, so far, looks like a non-combat game is going to be from him. Yeah. So. And the flow. How does mm -hmm. the flow of that game work? Because with all the cinematics that he has normally, and then all that exploration, like, what the f... It's just weird. I will say this. I hope... The one yeah. thing I want to emphasize... I know you want to get to some more questions here, Sam. Sorry. The one thing I want to emphasize on this no, podcast... Take your time. Is that... I hope that the emotional, I know I'm the only one here who finished Red Dead, but one of the things I like about some of the tedium in other games as well is that it kind of brings you in closer to the characters and these situations that you feel. I hope that as weird as this gameplay is, because you're really getting attached to this little baby and this Norma Reedus character through everything you're doing, that it makes you feel a very personal connection with the character and his circumstance through this survival. I hope that he can achieve that because even that scene he showed where Norman Reedus in the demo was like, he was like in like a safe room or something. And he was like looking at himself in the mirror and eating a snack and doing all this weird stuff you could have him do. It was almost like it reminded me of like uh Nintendo dogs or something where you have like, you know, you have like the little dog yeah. you can tell it to do all yeah. this. It was really weird, but it seemed yeah. like this part of the game where Norman Reedus just kind of does whatever you tell him to in sort of like a home environment. Um, 
But I feel like all those little things, even like the baby floating in the sauna and singing and stuff, can really help bring you into the character. That's how I felt in Red Dead when I was doing all this tedious stuff, because I'm living this life. So I hope that they succeed. It's yeah. Well, it's interesting, because someone who's not very familiar with the Metal Gear Solid uh, franchise, I know that you, and I've heard you guys talk about it so much, so, so much, that I feel like almost qualified almost qualified enough to say this but like uh he focuses so much on uh narrative and story and i felt like this game like the trailers that i watched even though a lot of it was gameplay i felt like the main focus was the narrative and in this game um and i think that's going to i think that's probably going to be an even greater focus than his previous games in death stranding is it's going to be so narrative driven Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of hinted at when you, I I was watching the trailer earlier this morning and I remember there, there's a scene where he's talking to this scientist, um, the, the, the kind of heavier set, um, scientist with glasses. Oh, Guillermo, and, the Guillermo del Toro character, I believe. Yeah, yes, exactly. And <laughs> they're talking about how you don't want to get attached to these, uh, babies or BBs. Because, mm. you know, after a year, they have to be replaced. And you can tell mm. that Norman Reedus ha- is getting attached. And so there's obviously going to be some friction in the story there. There's gonna, that's going to have to play yeah. into effect in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. And then the next part of the story they show is you coming into contact with this, um, this female character in this presumably out-of-the-way area. And she has... Uh, a BB, but the BB's invisible at this point, and it's just roaming around in this area, and she can't leave for some reason. So that alludes yeah. to that maybe the BBs end up becoming the monsters, and that's why. Well, I mm. like that's that's a big that's a big thing there. Like I'm making a stre- I'm making a stretch of a of a guess based on what we've seen, but there's a time frame to where they can have the BBs. We yes. have a scene where it shows that she has a BB, but it's invisible mm-hmm. at that point. And then we have the original reveal trailer where it shows these massive creatures that are invisible that are terrifying to the main character. So, but dude, that was what was fun about Metal Gear. Is that like we would speculate about Va- like after Metal Gear Solid Two, remember me and Fish would speculate about Vamp for like three hours. You know what I mean? Like he does things with his narrative that make you ask those fun questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Kojima does like to, you know, lean on the supernatural side of uh, storytelling, which um, uh, also, while also basing a lot of his uh, his world in, like, real-world type stuff that's going on, like, Metal Gear Solid, like, I enjoyed the fuck out of that game just because, like, I felt like that that could be something that's happening in Alaska. I've never been to Alaska, you know, so like that, that's it was just... enough of it was grounded in reality, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And that, and yet you get, you know, these people that can read your minds, uh, like psychomantis, like sitting there, like telling you, um, using telekinesis and throwing stuff around. So like, there, there's like this slight bit of like supernatural that he throws into the into his games, and like I feel like him finally out of you know the metal gear franchise his uh, you know his, his game that he's created his games that he's created over the years like finally being uh unleashed from that and 
having free reign to completely tell his own story at this point um it's just it's very exciting for me like you know it's almost 25 years now um since you know the original metal gear solid and i i'm very curious to see just what kind of story he's gonna tell after all these years and like being just kojima himself like i know he can tell a great story um and i'm just curious to see what type of story and what type of gameplay that'll be you know in in this coming upcoming game right and i think you bring up a really interesting point that like he's been quote-unquote hamstrung by his own creation for all these years like he's been stuck with making metal gear solid and so he like granted he could be weird and crazy with it but there's a level to which he has to appease the fans there there's a level to which he has to stick into right. the storylines he originally created but with the um the new IP with Death Stranding like all gloves are off and i think you uh from what i've seen limited wise in his interviews and whatnot he's always kind of upbeat and excited to talk about what he's creating but almost like with this new IP, it almost seems like he's even more excited. And it almost appears that because he's not hamstrung by the, the confines of making this series, he's making something brand new, that he's even more excited to share that with the world and talk about it. Yeah. And it's crazy it is too, Shay. Like I, I think it's pretty cool that he got this thing out when he did, as timely as he did, because... The Last of Us 2 isn't even out yet. <laughs> like, literally, he almost beat Borderlands 3. And he, everyone thought this game was never going to happen. They're like, we're going to watch trailers for the next seven years. Yeah. And he, he got it done. He got it done. Yeah. So that he yeah, can that, move on to really whatever. It makes me curious how much... Actual game Futzing around there. got happened <laughs> to some of the other games just yeah. from Konami. Like, how much were they just kind of delaying the process mm -hmm. right well also that means he had to commit to a lot of these weird ideas quickly so some of them may not work who knows i mean he's a, br a brilliant i would lick kojimo's balls and tell you the chode grease tastes like honey but here's the thing he had to commit to all these ideas to get it done quickly right so once he's locked in there's a good chance that maybe half these ideas are too weird and maybe they don't flow together i don't know that's the risk you take but he committed to it and he got it done We'll see. I mean, does he have play? To it's hard to imagine Kojima has play testers, right? Like all these people, because he's so secretive about it. You know, it's it's hard to imagine that. Like, how did they balance and test such a weird thing? I'm just so fucking curious. All right. Well, that's all. I think that's really cool. I think that's something that not a lot of developers or creators have the ability to do in this day and age is to the ability to be kind of secret and private with their projects because i think the kind of kind of the expectation now of any medium you're creating is that you want to be as open with it as possible and talk about it as much as possible so the the fact that he's been able to keep it under wraps but able to still generate this much interest a speaks to what he's done in the past and b speaks to what he's trying to do now i think that's really cool yeah. that he's keeping it somebody under said wraps. that he's the only He's the only named, like, he's the only person we have in our industry that could sell a game off his name. And I think that might be true. At, at this he's point? He's one of the very few. Who could you no. make a case for a solid second? What about, um, 
uh, fuck, I, I'm spacing his name, oh, which doesn't help my case, but the head of the Bioshock. Uh, oh, Ken several. Levine. Yeah, yeah, Ken Levine. Ken Levine right? would. Yeah, Levine. Ken I don't know. Yeah, and Levine. Where the hell Levine. did he go? He just disappeared. He but, was in my. Yeah. Yeah. No, he could sell one with his name. Um, he could. I was gonna say. It doesn't Schaefer, help his case that he's been in a, in a heartbeat. Um, Tim Schaefer. There are a ton on the indie scene because people follow yeah, creators. Jonathan Blow. Yeah, mm. John Blow. Let's just say to uh, a yeah, wider audience because you're right. The, yeah, the smaller scene. Yes, I'm t- I yeah. guess you could say mainstream audiences. Yeah, and that's fair. You still have, you know, basically anybody up top at Nintendo has such a proven track record at this point that that too. But people yeah, don't know like their even names. Even if they, if but they people left don't know their Nintendo, names. yeah, they do. Like who? Who? Give me somebody. Miyamoto, like the entire staff, like everybody. Well, Miyamoto up top there. is the man, of course. Miyamoto, like, but like anybody it, else. Not that it's going to happen, but if any of them left Nintendo. You better believe that whatever they made next would be a huge deal as far as people wanting to find out what they did after Nintendo. Right. Like, actually. Yeah. And I actually just thought of kind of another example, too. If you hear a game and it's, the soundtrack is done by Nobuo Oematsu, you immediately are like, oh, you're like, what's this? Play that game. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, he could almost sell a soundtrack on his name alone. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yep. There, there are just some people in the industry, uh, and I get your point completely, Morgan. There's some people in the industry who just kind of transcend and are the, at the top of their game. And Kojima yeah. is definitely let's say one A of tier, them. B tier, C tier. I think we mentioned a lot of B tier people. I think the only A tier people are Kojima and Ken Levine, but that's opinion based. That's just my opinion. Uematsu, definitely S tier, motherfucker. I mean the composer, mm-hmm. but as a composer, yeah. they're not really a. We're talking about, I think, creators and directors. I think when you get a composers, you're right. I'd be interested, but there's a lot of games that you probably haven't bought that he did soundtracks for. You probably just don't know he did the soundtrack for it, you know, because mm. it didn't get top billing. So mm. even even a legendary. But did you see, but did you see him live well, last year? Well, I well like he did so. Lost Odyssey, which is a game a lot of people didn't check out last year or many Actually, years ago. All I'm yeah, saying is that he does a lot of. Ago, yeah. He does a lot of weird projects too that you may not even know exist. But if you did, you'd be like, hell yeah. So I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know if you could sell the. Yeah. I just. It's interesting to think about how Kojima has that clout. For, for sure. He has a lot of clout there. But I, th- I think what's also interesting in a way too is how the trailers that have released subsequently from the initial reveal trailer have kind of turned a lot of people off in a way. Um, or has made people a little bit more wary of what's about to come out. You know, Corn Space sent us a message saying, after all the new videos that releases, anyone still excited about that? And I think that's a really good question because with all that, that like it seems mundane in some parts, like are people actually going to be interested? Yeah. I am curious about that because like, Whenever there was nothing but cutscenes released, everyone was just like, oh my god, we have to see what new thing there is there. And really, the Metal Gear games are bad. Like, they're like the last several have been what? bad. Um, oh, well, not bad. Like, five was five was really interesting, but oh, you're right, five was bad. Um, it was it was like like there it was bloated <laughs> and it just didn't work because it was. It's like there was bloat there. 
but it was still interesting. But I, I'm way more interested now that it's not just going to be some, you know, one more action game at this point, which is, yeah, just the last thing we want. It's yeah, just, and it's going to have action elements action in it, game. but yeah, I agree. I agree. He stepped out of his comfort zone. Yeah. It's cool. I, I joke about Metal Gear 5 being bad. I don't think it's bad. It's yeah, just a, I just, I, yeah, like I said, I think it's loaded. It I, think it, I think he had a lot of really cool ideas about what to do with an open world game, and it's... Mm-hmm. It, 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 we did really need an story. open world game. It's like there's so much game there that it just... Well, and nobody knows yeah. when he left. Like, I think it's assumed yeah. he made most of it, but because he left Konami, it's kind of messy, you know? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I like to pretend he didn't make that game. That makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> now, Boktai, the sun is in your hand, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. If anyone gets that reference. Um, but I guess we had a couple more questions you want to run through, because there's some good ones in there, I know. Yeah. Yeah, the big E. <laughs> His- this is kind of kind of made me laugh. Am I the only person who had absolutely zero interest in this game? Now I'm sure yes. you're not the only person, but I no, am you sure are. you're in the vast minority. You're the only one, which doesn't make you wrong. You're literally the only person. No, I think it's. I get it. Like, and I get it, Big E. I was not a big fan of uh, the Metal Gear games, to be honest with you. I actually played the original one a fair amount, and it just. It was mildly fun, but I just never understood why people got so into that series. And maybe if I'd give, given the subsequent games a, a try, then maybe I would have enjoyed them a lot more. But yeah, I, I was never big into Metal Gear, and so I don't really understand. I've never understood the Kojima hype. But just the visuals in this game, the atmosphere this game is presenting, the story beats that they've presented so far, it's all really interesting. And for me, it sucks me in. And I'm sure as for you guys, as longtime players of his games, that it's what you guys love most about Kojima's games is the narrative that he seems to weave for better or worse, hit or miss, that he is always willing to kind of push boundaries and to try and and do things that aren't normally being done or that just come from his crazy brain it's like it's like a child and i know more than you've you and fish and i think all of you guys have kind of made this reference that kojima kind of seems like the kid who never grew up entirely and it was just like a kid's brain will sometimes pull this shit out of fucking thin air like the inspiration comes from seemingly nowhere seemingly nowhere and then they just throw it on paper but they can't quite put it to paper because they don't have the ability to draw it or to write it, you know, whatever the case may be. But Kojima's like somehow kept that that um, imagination and he still throws it on paper. But now that he has money, now that he has ability, he can do that. And that's where these stories kind of come from in a way. So you call Kojima a child. Uh, I see. I see how it is. <laughs> so there's going to be someone I... I'm sure who's mad by that. I I think the the best way to put it... No, I see what you're saying. I think the best way to put it is, like, normally you don't see someone with these outlandish ideas get that much money to make something on this scale. Because there's so many yeah, corporate right. suits that want to stand in front of you and say, no, 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 people don't like that. That's too weird. <laughs> but now he has all the money and all the power, and he says, I can do whatever the fuck I want. So, 
Yeah, which is right. actually why I'm interested in this one because it over the last several games it seems like it's become more and more and more of an action game. Just like, well, people like shooting stuff. Like, let's make this more and more of an action game. Yeah, and like, I'm bored of that. Like, we get that of with everything. Like the yeah. the stealth yeah. was not really like there have been other stealth games, but not that's not. The genre isn't like this huge thing. Um, so, does anybody, when you see Norman Reedus carrying those 17,000 blocks on his back, does anybody else think it looks really dumb? Because <laughs> when I see him carrying all those blocks on his back, I'm like, this looks really dumb. This cannot be happening. What is. Uh, like, as some, well, that makes sense. As someone who just injured their back at the gym, uh-huh. of course, you know, like, naturally that's going to be a worry there. But I absolutely agree. Like, it's weird. It looks goofy. It's it weird. does look yeah. goofy. Yeah, it is but, odd like, that they would go to great lengths to load up one delivery man with so <laughs> many packages and outfit him with like an exosuit to carry it all. It almost mm-hmm. seems like you could just, you know, maybe get, you know, one of those. It's got to be a better way to do this. <laughs> a or this is a this whole rover. game. This whole no. game is about being efficient at your job. This mm-hmm. is like this very didactic game talking about Ugh. how you can maximize your efficiency in the least amount of time. It's Kojima has been yeah. taken over by corporations. Game. This is sponsored by Walmart. <laughs> this is what's going on now. Sponsored this is your by life Domino's. Mm-hmm. Be great at your job. Connect people together. It's a strand game. It's all these subversive... Uh subconscious i think the problem is that it's not a problem but he wants to make the game for everyone he wants it to solve world peace at this point he thinks it's going to have every message you could have it's just that's the way kajim is you know it's it's beautiful it's admirable i think admirable yes it's impossible but it's it's admirable impossible no improbable definitely (laughs) uh, (laughs) no i just i love i love the quirky nature of it even though like seeming like walking to deliver packages on an overstuffed back is weird. It's also mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, the fact that it's, you are leaving yes. ladders around to help other people seems peculiar, but mm-hmm. I, I like that it's peculiar. I like that he's doing something unique. The, the, the gauges of like your stats and whatnot, it seems crazy. Like all the different stats and it's going to take some getting used to, mm-hmm. but I like that it's being different. And I think that's kind of like the biggest I, thing I'm taking away from this whole, um, all the trailers I've seen and going forward with my excitement is that even though it doesn't seem super appealing, it doesn't seem like it's right up my wheelhouse. It's going to be something very different from yeah. any other experiences here. I, I, so what I would say to Big E is you can separate the two things. I'm interested as fuck, but I don't even think I'm going to really like the game. It can be both. And I hope to be surprised. Right. Right, and I think that's kind of what we all are hoping for at this point, is just that level of surprise. Yes. 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 And I, I, think, we, um, I think we can end, end it there with a quick Is that all the with, questions? Is that every question? We got one more, have? and I'm going to leave it there with one more quick question. Uh, Mr. Zizu, our good buddy Jeff, he <sighs> typed to us, Death Stranding question, the whole pissing blood thing, yay or nay? Or mega yay. <laughs> Pissing blood is always a yay in my book, baby. Uh, 
don't think I've but there's also the that. addendum of the addendum was how long till Morgan drinks his pee in game oh no I was thinking like I, when I first saw that I thought it meant would in you stream drink? if you were stranded <laughs> would you drink your own urine if you were on a, of course you would. That's a dumb question. Um, I'll tell you about the time I accidentally drank my own urine on that road trip. No, I, uh, yeah, the peeing stuff looks interesting. Mega, mega all the way. Pissing blood is never fun. You can ask Fish all about that privately. Just DM his account, at Fishsticksfish. Accidentally. Yeah. Mm. Accidentally, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um... But, <laughs> looks I mean, like, God, that I mean that pretty pretty much without actually having played the game. I mean, there's only so much we can really talk about here, unfortunately. Oh, there's one more. Corn Space said, after all the new videos that were released, is anyone still excited about it? Do you think? How about this? Metal Gear Solid Easter eggs thoughts. <laughs> I read the first half, but yeah, I didn't read the Easter eggs part. Yeah, yeah, I want to get the uh, Metal Gear Solid Easter egg thing. Um, there's got to be right. There's got to be a, a Johnny, a guard shitting somewhere, you know? Uh, there's got to be a ride in, like, masks sitting around that you could put on, probably. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, no. They're not going to be able to get the lightness for that. Oh, but, that's true. Um, but the whole series has always just been, you know, satire of other dumb action movie tropes and stuff. So, like, yeah, they're going to be... There's got to be references to everything all over the place in here. Um, everything Kojima's watched for the past 10 years. Yeah, get ready like to see whatever, it. <laughs> whatever he happens to have seen for the last couple decades is going to be in here probably. So, Well, me and Fish follow him on Instagram, Josh, and Kojima, like every day he posts like a new movie or a new soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That man is obsessed with film. Yeah. Like he makes video games, but his tagline on his... Um, his tagline on his Instagram page is, uh, my 70% of my body is made of movies. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's, like, exactly. Like, if you look at all the Metal Gear games, that is that is what they are. They are just, like, spoofs and weird random takes on other action movies and, and stuff. It's, it's, it's really neat, so. We're close, guys! It's exciting! Mm-hmm. Ah! By the time they listen to this podcast, they'll be just a few days away! Ah! I'm excited! Oh, I know. <laughs> do, you, do you think there's, they're going to come out with any more like gameplay stuff, or is is this pretty much all uh, we're going to get for, until? Yeah, release? I hope not, but they probably will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he can't help himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all excited, and we just want it to be out so we know what it is. But the anticipation is just as good as the uh, actual product. Fish, just whip it out so I can know how big it is, please. Don't keep me in suspense any longer. No, no, that's not how it works. I'm not exclusive yet. After Dark. It's true. But that wraps it up. Um, I want to thank you guys, uh, Morgan, Fish, and Josh, for being here. I want to thank you, the patrons, for listening to our first ever episode of the chomping after dark so thank you guys for being here and we will see you on the next episode my grandma was sundowning and she chomp after dark she didn't have two friends so it's just like a dumb just
really just creepy. I remember that to this day. Oh.